on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. An important news bulletin. Facebook is launching a newsletter platform perfect for those who don't want to build on their own land. If you subscribe to that ideology, we don't. Anyone saying, we want privacy, will soon be <laughs> raising <laughs> over Google's announcement about the third-party cookie phase-out in Chrome. Watch out, Hormel. Google's coming for you. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> All on today's show. You know what time it is. It's officially Marketing O'Clock. We bring you all the digital marketing news of the week, powered by the digital marketing community. If you want to join the conversation, hit us up. We are at Marketing O'Clock everywhere, and you can join our community on Discord at community.marketingoclock.com. We record every week from the Cypress North Studios in beautiful Buffalo, New York, to bring you our famous Friday news show. You can subscribe to our show at youtube.marketingoclock.com or wherever you consume your podcast. Head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every article we cover straight to your inbox. Hey there, I'm your host, Christine Zernhel. AKA Shep. I'm Jess Budd. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock. Here on July 2nd, 2021. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us for another fantastic episode. Before we get into what we've been up to, just a quick reminder, we have our monthly Marketing O'Clock released on Wednesday this week, right in the nick of time on June 30th. And this month, we were so lucky to be joined by BFF of the show 2020, Andrea Cruz and PPC Greg. And we were talking about cool PPC tools. Be sure to watch this one on YouTube. It is so ridiculous. If you don't know, you do know. PPC Greg <laughs> is an alias. So he joined us as a banana filter. <laughs> it was so hilarious and distracting and really funny and everyone should watch and we're talking about tools for research bidding reporting tracking landing pages auditing a um, lot of great insights in this so tune in hopefully we'll teach you something and make you laugh what do you have going on just bud so this weekend my family and i went to the zoo and it was obviously really really fun because kids are always fun anywhere you take them everything is new and my little one and a half year old is pretty smart, which I feel like all parents say, but I'll tell you this and you tell me how smart you think he is. He doesn't quite understand how the world works, but the kid is thinking. So we go by the rhino exhibit and after he got over the fact that there was a tiny bunny in there <laughs> and we moved on to the actual rhino, I said, Just come to my yard. Yeah, right? Like, or Caleb's friend's basement. <laughs> Honestly. We need an update on that, by the way. So I hope you have it for us. So <laughs> So finally, he's looking at the rhinos. I'm like, look, he has a horn on his face. And Jack looks at me and says, honk, honk. Oh, that's smart. Word right? association. You're teaching him so young. I know. I thought that that was actually really brilliant. And even though I then had to say, no, not that kind of horn and get into the thing. But I was pretty proud. We shouldn't be surprised. You're like the queen of puns. Oh, well, no, he's a, the prince of puns. The okay. kids realize the dumbest things. My daughter debated me that Cuba was spelled wrong. It should, it should be C-U-B-E-A. Because right now it's Cuba. I'm like, I, I can't argue against you. Honestly. Right. That's valid. That's a good yeah. point. I'm going to think about that one. Caleb, what happened with the bunny that was in your friend's basement? <laughs> so, funny story. Uh, there's more than one rabbit. So, basically. <laughs> so we course. The they tend to multiply. Come in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but we thought the rabbit had come in through like a left open door or something. Apparently, there's a way they're getting it through the basement. So, there's like multiple rabbits that go in and out. So, they're going to have to get it plugged up or if they're happy with the rabbits there, they can stay, I guess. But they're I don't think blessed anybody. that it's not rats. <laughs> How are you living out? Is, does he, do they live in the same neighborhood as you? Yeah. How are you living in our neighborhood 
we live in the same neighborhood with yeah. holes in your house. Yeah. There's rats all I, over these streets. I am blessed enough to have never encountered a rat. So. Mm. Oh my God. Knock on some wood. Okay. Well, Wrong let us know what happens. Greg, what's new with you? Well, we've got to, uh, can I get heavy here for a second? Oh no. We're no, it's not a joke. It's not a joke at all. Okay. Friday, I was coming home from work and we like, again, finishing the week out. Everything was good maybe about a mile from my house and I rolled up maybe the fourth, fifth car on a gnarly motorcycle accident. It was really gruesome. And yeah. And I guess like the one thing that, and I guess trigger warning, but maybe a little bit too late. Um, the one thing that was crazy, I was like, Oh man, like this, this dude's not going to make it. It made it seems like, you know, still there, but it's only because this guy had a helmet on. And I was like the whole time, I'm like, oh my goodness. He had like one of the full helmets that went across like this. It was like, I was like, there's no way this guy's making it. And like, and then of course, everybody's an idiot and just stops and looks. And like somebody drove through the intersection with this guy on the ground, like partially, you know, like not doing well, let's just say. And I don't know. It just like, it re- to me, I was like, I'm just always going to wear a helmet. Yeah, like, and your seatbelt. Yep. Yeah, bike. I'm I wear helmets. helmets on my bike. Mine is teal. I, I always do too. Kids that you skiing, I'm like, sometimes I'd be like, oh, you didn't use it. Oh, helmet. Mm-hmm. The only reason this guy is living is because he had a helmet on and he's talking and functional. There was no, like, no discernible brain damage. He's saying what was wrong. We try to help him. But just wear a helmet, people. Like, it's not that hard. I like that. It's not. Yeah. Heavy so, but important. Wow. I'm all about the helmet campaign. Yes. And I'm glad good he's doing well. Yeah. And he, it, or better. Expected to survive. So doing well. That's, That's great. Yeah. Getting into the news this week, there is a fresh baked announcement on Google's Chrome blog. They are pushing back their plan to block third-party cookies until late 2023. I am already just like pulling teeth. I put a lot of puns in this like you guys do, and it's going to be terrible. I regret it immediately. Here we go. Google said, while there's considerable progress with this initiative, aka the privacy sandbox, it's become clear that more time is needed across the ecosystem to get this right. Google is raising concerns that this could jeopardize the business models for many web publishers which support freely available content. They forgot to say it is also jeopardizing the business model of Google, who makes some serious dough off of ad revenue. Wow. Quote, our goal is to, actually, this isn't a quote. Their goal is to chip away at problem solving <laughs> over the next couple of years and have key technologies deployed deployed by late 2022 for the developer community and start adopting them. After public development, their plan for Chrome is to phase out support for third-party cookies in two stages. So after testing is complete and APIs are launched in Chrome, they will announce the start of stage one. During that stage, publishers and advertisers in the industry will have time to migrate their services. They expect that to last nine months and will monitor adoption and feedback carefully before moving on to stage two, which is the actual phase out of third-party cookies in Chrome over a three-month period, finishing in 2023. And then I read this very kind of pro Google article from CNET. Um, with a Taylor Swift Capital One ad on the page, ironically, that talks about how crummy it would be to phase out cookies too soon because shadier tracking methods like fingerprinting could be used. And also, I complain about Google being money hungry all the time, but at the same time, I don't want to pay for content that I'm currently getting for free. Um, So I would like them to figure out a way to resolve this so we can continue enjoying the content that we do now. Was that shots fired at Taylor for being crummy? 
No, or, she's not crummy at all. Oh, okay. No, she was turned. the ad. Right? I was just, that was yeah, your point? I was wondering yeah. how they targeted that ad if it was just a placement or if they knew that I was into Taylor okay, Swift I and like put it on there for and me. Cook crumbly, crummy. You know. Oh, come on. Yeah. Taylor's not crummy. Okay. okay. I'm getting ads with her too. She's just out there for Capital One because I'm not a fan, right? So Shep, I think she's mm, just that famous that they're just a fan. You her. also like sit next to me all day, so maybe <laughs> that could be part of it. <laughs> a fan by yeah. association. Our phones are pretty close together. <laughs> so black sometimes fla- I wait, wear a card. Black flack worked. Right? It seems Hashtag. like it might have. Yeah. I mean, enough that everybody's getting rid of it and there's problems overseas. Um, with regulations, so the flock is blocked at least for a few years here. Yeah, so if you're freaking out about third-party cookies, we have some more time to adjust. Yeah, and more time to come up with bird puns when the flock <laughs> comes back. From cookie puns to bird puns. <laughs> Greg, what else is going on? All right, well, I'm going to go on the record here and say that June is officially the worst month ever for search spammers. So thoughts and, and prayers to you spammers out there because there are two new Google updates that are targeting spam. One on the 23rd of June that I've officially named the June 23rd spam update. Mm. And one on the 28th of June that I've officially named the June 23rd spam update part two. Whoa. You did something original there. I sure did. Genius. Good job, guys. Thank you. I'm surprised you didn't go with part D. <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> we should have, who makes spam, Hornell? <laughs> we should have named it, is it Hornell? I think so. <laughs> the Hornell update. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Take a step further. Anyway, Danny Sullivan on his at search liaison handle said, as part of our regular work to improve results, we've released a spam update to our systems. You can learn more about our efforts to fight, to fight spam in a post. It's the post they always put out. And that it can, the first one concluded on the same day, on the 23rd. And then the second one uh, also concluded on the same day, on the 28th. So annotate if you're a spammer, I guess. <laughs> and then Barry Schwartz, at Rusty Brick on Twitter, asked Danny and his search liaison account a couple more questions. Is it global, impact, all that? And Danny replied on his at Danny Sullivan handle, it's global and currently covers web page and image results. So... To get this right, these two spam updates come after the June core update, during the page experience update, which is scheduled through August, and right before the July core update. So good luck figuring anything out if you see fluctuations, you spammers. Just like the annotations this summer are just going to be like every day, every day. You should just annotate when it's over. (laughs) So I bet it's on purpose to just like mess with the spammers. Like you don't oh, know what sure. it was. Was it the product review update from a few months back? Was it June? Was it July? Anyway, Lily Ray at Lily Ray NYC had a example on Twitter about a key gen crack database where you see those download buttons and you have a virus. And she said, perhaps some evidence of the spam update Google rolled out last week. Big visibility changes on some file conversion slash key gen generator websites and a huge drop. Nobody likes to see those charts. So look out for that, spammers, and maybe you'll move up a few spots if you had some spammers above you. What do you got, Jess? All right, last here in the main news this week, Facebook is launching a newsletter platform. And don't cheat, and hopefully you didn't already read this. Does anyone want to guess the name? Facestack. Like Substack. Facestack. <laughs> nope. Okay. Way to not choose Portal, though. A Ooh. newsletter platform. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Face subscribe. <laughs> well, kids, it's called Bulletin, which is equally boring, but your answers were really bad. It has nothing to do with <laughs> Facebook. Face, yeah. face 
It's like Substack. Well, yeah, newsletter. but that's a competitor, so you don't want to just uh, like, you know what I mean? Club stack. Like, what if they called it InstaTalk? Like, you can't do that. You can't just <laughs> take part of what you're copying. InstaTalk <laughs> is kind of good, though. Thank Sounds you. Good. Maybe we'll use it later. Anyway, it's called Bulletin, which is kind of newsy. So I, I guess maybe that's why they went with it. It's super boring, but it's cool. It'll be a free set of publishing and subscription tools aimed at independent writers in the U.S., at least to start. And it will offer each user their own standalone website with a customizable name. Websites should have those. <laughs> Logo. What if you couldn't customize it? <laughs> just, why would you use it, right? I just love that they called that out. Like, I hope so. You can add your logo and have your own color palette too. So that's exciting. But the big thing here is um, that, again, you will be able to set up a website essentially for yourself with your written content and then get uh, grow a subscriber base. So you can do other things to customize. You'll be able to embed media. Like it does everything that a website should do. And then on the distribution side, there will be an integration with Facebook pages. So that I guess is a good thing if you have a lot of engagement on your Facebook page and interesting also bulletin writers, everything in their bulletin will be eligible for distribution in Facebook news. So again, a lot of exposure opportunities here if you use it. But if you're wondering why you might consider the new platform over something already out there like Substack or Review, when Facebook said free, they apparently really meant it. According to this article, Facebook is not going to take a revenue cut from yeah, bulletin right. writers. Get I, how are they going to no make money? Chance. I don't know. Absolutely not. Don't That's what do it says, this. though. I know. Yeah. But how, why would they do that? Did they tag Tim Apple? Because <laughs> last time they said that, they did. Yeah, no, they did not. I don't know. I mean. He's out there throwing hatchets now. He's moved on from spears and arrows and he's just throwing hatchets. Yeah, interesting. Do you have thoughts on this? I mean, I feel like I know where you were going to go with that, Greg, but. I, I have many thoughts on this. And, sure, and it's, sure. it's don't rely on this. I understand there's many benefits to it, but at the end of the day, you're going to be like New York Times, who built an insanely popular food community on groups. And you gave it up and you just give it to different moderators because it's not worth it anymore because you can't change it. You can't customize. You can't do anything. You have no sway with the options. You're building on somebody else's land. And at some point, you're going to pay. At some point, you're going to pay when you have to pay for bulletin. You come back to this time on July 2nd, wherever day it is currently. And, <laughs> and mark my words, you should not do this. I agree. However, I will call out something from the article. Again, this was on Mashable. I don't know if I said that. Facebook does claim, and these are claims, that writers can choose to move to different platforms in the future, which anybody can do anything they want. But when they do, they will own their content and the subscriber list. You'll still have to rebuild, though. If people are used to going somewhere, they're going to go there. So I hear you loud and clear, Greg. I think this could be an easy setup option for smaller folks, but they're not invited yet either because it's a limited list right now of who this is rolling out to. So I don't know. If you've got a better plan, you should definitely do it. Uh, yeah, but. and you should have a better plan because yeah. even though you can do that, you're going to have to get people back to paying, which is a monumental task yeah. to say somebody's recurring payment stop. If you have them on your own Stripe, at least then you can be like, all right, we're moving this here. We're going to move domains. We're going to do whatever. You're going to have to say, everybody come back and instead of using Facebook Pay or whatever you're using, you need to do it with the new payment method. So even though there's a way to keep that, that's nice, but there's still a big barrier to entry to get them back to paying. Excellent advice. And that's why you listen to our show. <laughs> now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up just for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. 
This week's take of the week comes from Lily Ray at Lily Ray NYC on Twitter. And this is a quote tweet, which, by the way, quote tweets rock, mm-hmm. right? They're just the best. Yeah. That's like maybe the best modern invention that I can remember. Well, don't you miss when you could like edit the text when you retweeted someone? It's so nice. Oh, I just made him say something. <laughs> no, you psycho. No. <laughs> like RT, Taylor Swift. Happy birthday, Christine. <laughs> Taylor Swift 13, actually. Oh, oh. okay, yeah. The first 12 were yeah, taken. Yeah, she's the 13th most important one. Okay. Anyway, Lily Ray quote tweeted Danny Goodwin of SEJ. And it was a tweet from September 15th, 2020. So she pulled this one deep. And Danny had said, Google's John Mueller. Keywords in a domain name aren't needed via at Matt Southern. And as a link to an article. So Lily Ray tweeted, I mean, dot, dot, dot. And she did a search for ocean hotels. And all of the examples that showed in her search engine results page were from oceanhotels.net. And it's one, two, three, four, five of them. So I guess take that exact match. Yeah. That Domains. was a lot of work for a tweet. I respect it. It was fantastic. The devil works hard, but Lily Ray works harder. Now it's time for this week's ICYMI. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. ICYMI, people, if you have been experiencing a problem with the search function in Google Ads Editor, PPC Greg contacted our ads liaison Jenny Marvin on Twitter to figure out what the issue is here. I know I have noticed this too. Um, So to explain the problem, he says, say I have an ad group called pants-purple. When I start typing pants, it filters to only ad groups that include the word pants. But if I try to filter further, the moment I type the dash, it reverts to as if I never typed anything and shows me every Google ads group. And has this happened to anyone else? It happens to me all the time. No, no, not to me. I guess we're just crazy people, me and PPC Greg. <laughs> okay, so Jenny responded. This is a lot. You're going to have to look up the tweet, but I will read it to you. She says, enclose the search string in quotes or turn on exact search. I did not know exact search was a thing, but she tells you how to do it in your settings. By default, editor performs a a token search with each word search for independently, similar to Google search. Quotes or exact search looks at the whole. So that's how you do it. So question to do this, you need to go to Google Ads Editor, turn on exact search. Does exact search have close variance or not? I Probably not. <laughs> probably not, Greg. Oh, because exact actually means exact? Oh, weird. Hmm. Why can't that be a thing like in your actual browser or for advertisers? Whatever. But that's how you do it. Thank you, PPC Greg. And, and thank, thank you, Jenny. Jenny. Yes. <laughs> you thought I wasn't going to think. No, you got to think, Jenny. <laughs> it's great. We actually get feedback. It's amazing. Yeah, well, because I always think my, I'm just like being dumb on things and I never think to ask people. And then somebody else I realize is experiencing the same problem and I'm not dumb. So, yeah. Everybody ask after the police arrest you. <laughs> you can just crop out what I just said. It was Excuse me, officer. How do I search for purple pants in my <laughs> Google Ads <laughs> account? Uh, you got to turn off close variants. <laughs> Now it's time for this week's pew, pew. lightning round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts, paid, organic, and social. 
First up in the paid universe this week, Ginny Marvin tweeted from her ads liaison account to remind us about the changes coming to broad match modifier. They are being depreciated this month and you won't be able to add broad match modified keywords, but existing ones will continue to serve using the new phrase match behavior that was announced in February. She says, did you love BMM? Me too. There's a good reason to merge it with phrase match. There was an overlap in phrase match now now acts more like BMM while still offering more intent control. Water bottle won't trigger bottled water in phrase match, for example. But like if phrase match worked the way it always did, it shouldn't have done that in the first place, right? Like agree. Yes. That, I mean, that's literally what it is. You have to have that, that phrase in there. So if, if they would just keep things the way they were intended to be used when they were set up, you wouldn't need this. Preach. Anyway, she says no action is required. This is happening to everyone whether you like it or not, just figure it out. Okay. She was nicer about it than that. <laughs> of course she was. You're salty today, Shep. I'm sorry. I'm not salty at Ginny. I don't like this change. Okay. Next up, Twitter is rolling out a 15-second view buying model that prioritizes for engaged long-form views on their content. This new bid unit is built to optimize for delivering 15-second videos or completed views, and early testing has shown that it drives Twitter's highest video completion rates yet. Advertisers who opt in will be charged on a CPM basis, so check that out if you are up for using Twitter as an ad platform. Okay. From David Herman at Herman Digital on Twitter, he says, Boosted TikToks are now called Spark Ads, and it is no longer in beta. He has a step-by-step guide in the tweet for how to use it that we will have in our newsletter. And by the way, you guys, you better be following us on Marketing a Talk TikTok. Marketing a Clock. Marketing a Clock TikTok. But it's like Marketing a Talk. Oh. Okay, but I'm confusing people anyway. It is at Marketing a at marketing o'clock on TikTok. But the task I have in Asana for Caleb to do it every week is marketing a talk. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyway, click on that one this week. Let me know what you think. Did you do another one? Yeah. Okay. Is it good? Yeah. Okay. I think it's like everyone understanding that we all have different priorities and like working is just, it's not my top priority. It's It's never going to be. So, yeah, this week we posted the Kourtney Kardashian noise, noise her saying that working is not her priority. And Caleb volunteered his mouth and <laughs> I was eyes. Say, that was not her. I said that would not do it. Mustache Facebook. Yeah. So That's if, actually good. If that you want funny. to see more of us roasting ad platforms, follow us. And also we're doing recaps. We're starting. We started last week and we're going to do it again today. And if you guys like it, we'll keep doing it. So follow us. Mark from our team tweeted about the new automated extensions interface in Google Ads. This definitely started rolling out in 2020. I've seen it before, but if you haven't seen it, you should definitely check it out. It makes a lot more sense. It's not any easier to find, um, so you might have to look that up. But And I still have the old one and no image extensions in one of my accounts, so good luck, everyone. And from Andrew Hutchinson at Social Media Today, pay attention to me, please. <laughs> There's a new feature in Facebook ads when you're building your ad called optimized text per person. So there's a little toggle you can turn on and it says when it is likely to improve performance, allow text to swap between fields such as showing your headline as primary text. So if you want to check that out, go for it. Yeah. 
Good news from Supermetrics, the ads connector for TikTok is here for Google Sheets, Data Studio, Excel, the API, Data Warehouses, and Data Lakes. So get reporting. I, I hate that name. I Data just think Lakes? of like a bad like vacation. I think uh, of like you know? Taylor Swift's song, The Lakes. Oh, weird you thought of a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> No, I, like I think of like a, like a like a it's just a lake with like binary numbers in there. Yeah, you know? see I just I hear data it's like leaks. the matrix. I don't even think oh. about lakes. I'm like, oh that's a good name for you. <laughs> After five years in the United States, Apple search ads have arrived in China. These let developers bid on an advertising slot based on users' keyword search in the app store. So go crazy. <laughs> Can you say that in, in Mandarin, please? Absolutely not. You probably can. I cannot. Actually, no? um, all of who sits behind me is, what's when you're not like fluent, proficient? She said in she's proficient in Mandarin, really? yeah. She sucked my wife. Your she, wife is proficient little, in Mandarin? That she is so went to China. proficient. She Mandarin? No, my wife. Oh. She she sometimes for work has to go to China. Okay. Could, could, could have conversations. Yeah. All I can say is, oh, I, Ni hao. F- Ni hao. No. Um, I'm, I'm going to mix French up with Ooh. Mandarin. Because I learned like just enough to say like I'd like Very a beer international. in mm. French or Mandarin. I mean, but those are the words you use most, right? It's Ipe Pigio, I think is a... Um, that, it's, it's French or that's Mandarin. <laughs> Somebody at me. Somebody give this guy a beer. We don't care where you're from. And from Sophie Logan at Marketing Soph on Twitter, she has a screenshot from Microsoft Advertising. She's trying to add negative keywords and she has a notification that says there's a problem creating some of your negative keywords. Duplicate negative keywords are not allowed. So she says, duplicate negative keywords are not allowed. Stop showing my ads for these keywords then. And I, I forgot about this because I haven't been, I have no accounts on Microsoft since coming back after maternity leave, but before, I remember they don't tell you which one is the duplicate and you have to try to search through your whole list. Yeah. And I was like, Mark, this is a problem. He was like, yes. And then I had PTSD. It's a terrible feature. Pro tip though, you can look at your negative keywords in Microsoft Ads Editor. Okay. And you can search in there. Second pro tip, if you have a rep like we do for some accounts, they'll just give you a list. Oh, that's nice. Okay. Well, thanks, Sophie. No thanks, Microsoft. <laughs> Our queen of spice, Pamela Lund, shared a sad screenshot this week from Facebook advertising. It says, Instagram posts ineligible. Instagram posts that mention a product in their caption cannot be used for ads. Please select a different <laughs> post. <laughs> and Pamela says, you can't use a post that mentions a product to sell a product. Makes sense. Poop emoji. <laughs> Literally insane. <laughs> Also, she should be queen of sound, I feel like. When she was on our marketing at talk, she had mattresses stacked against all the walls. Her sound is so much better than ours. Queen I know. of spice and sound. We should get some mattresses. <laughs> Speak for yourself. I have some. <laughs> okay. And from Ginny Marvin from her at ads liaison account, she says, Google Ads API users, now is the time to migrate your feed-based extensions to supported asset-based extensions. And the new extension ID value track parameter is now available to track clicks on your asset-based extensions. And she has an article where you can learn more from this wonderful gentleman from the Google Ads API team named Andrew Burke. And I'm sure he didn't think that his tiny headshot was going to get blown up like that in the link. And it just makes me think of like how every marketing a talk screenshot Sammy picks one where my eyes are closed and I'm smiling. (laughs) 
And just I, condolences, Andrew. It's supposed to be this tiny icon at the bottom of the page. Yeah, it's like Favicon size, but it's blown up to be that. And Can somebody it, fix this for Ginny? I mean, you're Google. No, because I like this. Because this reminds me of realtors. And it's my favorite thing with Aww. realtors. Every realtor is like gung-ho. They're dead set to be like, here's my face. You know, like, here's my business card. Here's my face. Here's my, my sign, like my yard sign with my face on it. You know what I mean? Every realtor, like... It's just about their face, and it is now for poor Andrew Burke. Yeah, I don't blame Andrew, and I don't blame Jenny. I just need somebody <laughs> to fix it. Thank you. And from power listener Larry Chassie at, at L Chassie on Twitter, he shared a screenshot that he found on Facebook ads, and it says, starting June 30th, we are expanding our use of conversion modeling to include it in our default attribution setting of seven-day click. This update won't impact ad delivery, but it may result in a noticeable increase in the number of attributed seven-day click conversions. And he says he hasn't been in Facebook ads for a while, but he hadn't seen it shared yet. I hadn't either. So he has a link for the explanation, and we will have it in Discord and the newsletter. What if we put our <laughs> pictures on our business cards? You're going back to I the would, last story? You just No, no, I just, I'm just thinking, you know, like... I would just... Go, be off the grid. Yeah, I feel like people. I would go far away. Call. We should put sign like picture signs, like like realtor signs outside of our desks too. What about just outside the building? So as people drive by, like oh, there's a lot of people Who's in, in today. There. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jess, she's not W F H today. You would never see me again. And from Julia, I saw this one realtor. <laughs> <laughs> They had, it was her and her husband and two dogs on their laps. Aww. That's important to know. You know, she'll know a dog-friendly home when she sees one. True. Okay. Are you ready for my next story? Uh, I'm Julia born Vice. ready. Okay. Yeah. From at Julia Vice on Twitter. <laughs> Do you really have something? No. Okay. Julia says. Although, funny story, Shop <laughs> was trying to buy a house from somebody that literally used a headshot from maybe. Him? No. <laughs> The number one home seller in North Buffalo used a oh headshot from yeah, maybe maybe you know forty years ago. You maybe forty years ago. And you'll his meet is this blown up pixelated on billboards. Yes, and mm. you'll meet this person, but who is who are you? Who is this? <laughs> they had cameras back then, forty years ago. It was forty years ago. <laughs> Man, talk about like somebody you see everywhere. <laughs> but nowhere at the same time. Yeah. You're right. Ouch. It's fire. Okay. Julia Vise. Do you guys want to know what she has to say? She says, I've been back at work for just a few hours and already I wish Google Ads would let me set rules to adjust shared budgets. I can't be the only one with campaign extensions getting approved. And Ginny Marvin replied from her at Ginny Marvin account this time and she said, it's not possible currently, but she's going to pass it along to the team. And that's why she's our ads liaison. Love it. Thank you, Ginny. What is happening in organic? Well, on some more somber news, uh, Russ Jones, a staple in the SEO world, has passed away. And there is a site in his remembrance called rememberingrussjones.com. And there's just been an outpouring of love. I didn't know Russ personally, but I did see a lot of um, you know interactions and debates. And I think he was sort of the person where you'd watch that and there was just mutual respect, which you can't say for everything mm-hmm. and everybody. So that's that's awesome. Um, and then looking through the memories, you can see there's a share of memory where people talked about what Russ meant to them. So that's really cool. Um, you can make a donation to help the family out if you want. And the one thing that I thought was maybe like he had an awesome sense of humor or something is there's a link to an inspirational video 
on there. I was like, what? Okay, maybe it's maybe it's like just past stuff, and I was trying to like just read more and see all these like good good vibes, and it goes to Rickroll. Oh, <laughs> and so that's like, amazing! Maybe it's like, yeah, you know, some um, that's great. Again, if it was a mistake, maybe not. But again, no, that like, wasn't a mistake. That's a really cool it's guy. It's a smile. It's like, yeah, oh, here, here you go. That's so. awesome. Cool. So do that and consider donating to the family. I know there's some young kids and all that. Um, so check that out. RememberingRussJones.com. And Google is also testing seller ratings in Google search. And this comes by way of the Australian Russell Westbrook Brody Clark. What? Uh, it's, Just don't bother. Yeah, move it's on. It's a sports okay. thing. <laughs> I know. I know it's sports, <laughs> I got dude. Caleb to laugh. Okay, right? move on. So anyway... I was thinking about Australia the other day and just like all the critters that are over there and like mm-hmm. snakes and scorpions and just things that people have like never even discovered before. And I was like, you know what? I think like Brody is safe. And even like Luke in our Discord channel, I feel like he's safe because they see everything. You know what I mean? And what Brody saw was some reviews showing up in the search engine results pages that weren't schema based on product, but instead about the site rating, which is kind of crazy. So he wrote a whole post explaining it and breaks down the fact that you can see um, where the site ratings are, the fact that it's not schema, and just different examples. So if you are a major store or you see something like that in the uh, reviews, check out Brody's article. Thank you, Brody. All right, next up from Harley Finkelstein of Shopify. I believe he's a CEO. He's a, he's a head honcho, let's say, mm-hmm. at Shopify. He said, to our partners, on August 1st, we are removing all revenue share on your first $1 million. That means you will keep 100% of your first $1 million when you sell on Shopify's app store. The best part, at the end of every year, the numbers reset every single year. Your first million is all yours. That's, That's awesome. so nice. Yeah, and th- I, I was just like, this is an opposite OKR of whatever the heck Google is doing. Mm-hmm. Google's like, I need to squeeze every cent out of your pockets right now. I don't care if you never use us again. <laughs> what is this voice? You've never done it before. Boy. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it just, they overtook me. And, and here Shopify's like, oh, you, you, the first million, you got it. But you know what's going to happen? Like, why do you think Shogun just got like a $6 million? It's people are going to innovate on it. You're going to have a better platform. You're going to have a better product. And your future will be better. He's not sitting there squeezing every nickel out and being like, oh, from 20%, I went up to 30%. No, your first million is yours. Love to see it. And then Austin Reef, who I believe is from The Morning Brew, said, imagine being a small Shopify app developer today. Your margins just increased by 20% overnight. Pretty sick. Um, so bye, 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 Shopify stock. All right, next up, Google Analytics for Backlash. GA4 sucks and is horrible. And this is an article over on SCJ by Roger Monty. Martini Buster. And the like, he wrote an article. It's everything. It sucks and it's horrible. I've never seen an article title like that. Well, it's in quotes, so maybe he doesn't mean it. I think he means it. It's like, <laughs> it but it's also sucks. like, don't use it then. Like, don't You don't have to use it. Don't use it. Or, so, valid point. No, that was so funny when I was looking through the notes. And it was just like, <laughs> I was like, that can't be real. It sucks and it's horrible. <laughs> That's like something my six-year-old would say. Who, Roger? So Roger shouldn't be using it? Well, maybe he tried it and now he's not. No, you don't You don't have to use GA4. Yeah, I'm not. You don't have <laughs> to do anything. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm just I inspirational. Wait for, well, it, I think it's super funny because if you, like in the article, he's quoting what people are saying. Right. So that's what it, it makes it oh, eight times funnier. Oh, that's why it's in Right. Okay. No, I, I get it. He's not saying it. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's doing a community post. Right. But at the same time, there's stuff in there that is helpful. And if you don't like it, you don't have to use it. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, barely connects to any of the other Google products yet. It's it's like a beta, I'd yeah, say. Yeah. It's free and it's in beta. What do you want? I'm appreciative for the puns we got to use from the name. So thanks. GA all for that. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Well, next up, there is a search engine land mentorship program for SEO and PPC. The applications have opened and they will close on today, the mm. day it launched. This was like a quick one. It just started. The post came out. It was from Carolyn Leiden and came out on the 28th of June and it's closing July 2nd. The program will help those that want to mentor somebody and those that want to be a mentee learn more. And it's, it includes SEO and PPC, like I said, and is open for everybody. So it's great. I signed up. I'm just hoping to get some good advice. <laughs> no, I signed up to be a mentor. I feel bad for anybody if I get accepted to do it. And there was a little issue with uh, the women tech SEO, and Carolyn had issued an apology that maybe she had stepped on um, uh, Arija's feet a little bit there because they had uh, the women tech SEO mentorship program, which Kay Berg's on our team went through and, and got a lot of value out. But this is open to everybody, so it's a little more inclusive. And it also has PPC, which is nice. So um, that's pretty cool. And you can check it out today only, I guess. <laughs> if it's late, you lost. Go over to our Discord, community.marketingclock.com, and you can learn nothing. <laughs> All right. Next up from Julius Ferdakovis on Twitter. He said, good news for Shopify and Google Tag Manager users. It looks like we'll be able to add GTM properly to the checkout without Shopify Plus. Yes! You had to do this dumb workaround. It was not technically the right way to do it. It was a hack to get GTM on there before. And last year, Shopify Plus, which is a $2,000 a month level. And we had people that were are at that level and it's easy to put on and then people that weren't. And it's just like, you just hope that they don't close this loophole and they hope that it's firing accurately because you're just jamming it in the spot you're not supposed to. I don't know. So now it's it's happening, which is awesome. It should have happened a long time ago, but hey. No complaints on my part. All right, so next up from Google and Danny Sullivan, he has a very bland, it's, it's just not Danny anymore in there on these posts. He says, accessing timely, relevant, and reliable information is increasingly important in our current environment. Whether you see something on social media or having a conversation with a friend, <laughs> you might turn Google turn to Google to learn more about a developing issue. so many impressions today. <laughs> Keep it going. Anyway, the example is funny. The example said, if a UFO filmed traveling 106 miles per hour, which like a, how do you know it's going 106? I feel like, like UFOs would go a lot thing. faster. Yeah, like wouldn't any normal human be like 100 and then maybe like 105? Like, how do you know it's 106, you psychos? Well, baseball like, games yeah, the baseball game. That's what I was just going to say. It's ridiculous. Can you explain it for the audience? We're going to a baseball game as a company tomorrow. Um, at Cypress, New York. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's technically yesterday, but yeah. Yeah. So if you if you caught me on the Azim Digital podcast um, this week, I said Cypress, New York. <laughs> she said Cypress, New York. Well, that's my next story. <laughs> anyway, we're um, we're going to a baseball game as a team. We did yesterday, and it starts at one oh seven. 
like <laughs> which bothers me like make it 108 yeah these odd numbers why make it 108 you goofball <laughs> what do you want to go down to six no 105 why not one is it one time like clock how long it takes to do the anthem and everything is that the point or is oh, it? Oh, so that's like kickoff that time. That was is my guess. Kick off no time. Kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they score a goal while we're there. You know, there. you're throwing the first, first pitch. Basket, yeah, right? and the first oh, I'll pitch. Throw a pitch. They gotta, I gotta find a ball first. <laughs> I don't know what one of those looks I think like. They'll give you one. I don't know. Just the hunt. All right. Well, anyway, next up, if you want to learn more about podcasts, that was the next story I had here. The Azim Digital Asks podcast wrapped up its first season with. Maybe the most illustrious guest we've ever had. They've ever had. I no. no okay. He's had so many. <laughs> He's good had guests. Tom Mueller okay. on yeah. there. And Fishkin, <laughs> he had Anu on like episode three or something. Like yes. yeah. But Shep was on the Azim Digital Ass podcast, and it was a great show talking about podcasts, how we operate things here, just different tips and tricks and all that. So, um, and big thanks to Azim for putting that awesome first season together. And there's a whole bunch of podcasts in there that I really dug. Um, I love the Anu one, the Andrea Cruz one, Barry Schwartz one. Just listen to how like he sleeps with his phone by his bed. Which <laughs> it was the best looking of Barry Schwartz's life that I've ever seen. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and also again, just bringing people that we haven't heard before um, to a public setting. So thank you, Azim. Check it out and go subscribe to that as well. All right, next up from Danny Sullivan. There was an, a question to Danny about if a link is injected via JSON and not in a technical link uh, that you'd see on page. If Google can see that or not, it has to be a link on the page. Uh, John Mueller answered it. Next up, there's a Shopify for mobile apps. It's called Tapcart. So if you're an app and you're trying to sell things within your app, check out Tapcart. It's got 50 million. Uh, there's a definitive resources list from Barry Adams, SEO for Google News.com about how to get into Google News SEO. Shredahar Ramaswamy of Neva uh, had a good interview over on Ad Exchanger about the new search startup Brave that you can subscribe to. One thing I thought was interesting, a quote from that was, my long critique is that a model funded by ads is based on collecting massive amounts of information. Over the long term, it's a model, especially with Google Search, where the user experience plays second fiddle to the advertising. Cool interview. Go check it out on Ads Exchanger. If you have a podcast on Anchor, you can now try to get into the polls section where you can put polls up on Spotify. I requested it on Marketing O'Clock. We got accepted. It would be good to get audience information right? yeah. on Spotify. Oh, I mean, or day of the week. who had the best potato draft? Ooh, Not oh, Caleb. oh, oh, I every time today we're going to put that, Shep, I don't say this a lot. You're, <laughs> I don't throw this word around lightly. You're brilliant. Brilliant. So at the end of this, if you're listening on Spotify, we have a draft coming and you get to decide who wins. Ooh, you, okay. the listener. Yeah. On Spotify. Vote for me. Guys, you know I'm going to win. Like, You're not going to win. I, this list, I'm looking at it now. Like, <laughs> okay, right. I didn't prep. And lastly, Google put out um, some information on 301 redirects that was helpful, although every, they called them a crypto redirect and the internet went wild. And then lastly, if you want to see Google search content policies, it's in one document and you can find that over on our newsletter. Jess, what's happening in social? All right. First up in social this week from Recode, the FTC's antitrust complaint against Facebook has been dismissed for now. So a federal court dismissed antitrust lawsuits 
that the Federal Trade Commission and 48 states had filed against the tech giant. That is from the article. Because the FTC's argument was not clear enough. So I'm not sure who those other two states were, but I bet they're out there saying, I told you so, or maybe just, I don't care, still don't care, didn't care before. I don't care either. So we're going to move on. Do you think the 48 states were the lower 48? Or there's just like two that are like, no. Like there's just an outlet like Iowa. <laughs> I just think like, 48, I'm like joining. the lower 48. You For know? sure. Which is a weird thing to say, by the way, lower, because Alaska is above the mainland. But Hawaii is kind of like equal with us. It's lower as well. No? I've never thought of that. Jess, I don't say this a lot. <laughs> but I'm not brilliant. You're brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. Also, Zim, Jess, Jif, I use the same sound. Since we're just throwing things oh, out there. Yeah. He called me out for saying Jif. I'm sorry I didn't stick up for you. It's okay. You don't have to. I can stick up for myself. I'm doing it now. Jess, Jif. I'm not guess. I think I, yeah. I, I say yeah. Jif, don't I? I don't yeah. know. I think I say Gif. We all toss it around a lot, but I got called out for saying yeah, Jif. Which called, to me is correct. Azim called well, you no, out. No, no, no. Let's, give, yeah. let's yeah. give Azim credit here. And um, all right, keep going with your news. Guess. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guess what? <laughs> Instagram <laughs> is testing the ability for anyone to share a link in their stories, but via a link sticker. It's kind of a big deal because the whole swipe up link feature is really exclusive. You have to be verified or have 10,000 followers. So this gives everyone an opportunity to share that, but it is a sticker and not the swipe up function. It is indeed a test too. So just note that there are no plans, at least now, of adding linking privileges elsewhere for the masses. So just in your story. I wish I was like part of product at Instagram because why wouldn't you do this? It is so stupid to be like, link in the bio. <laughs> and you got to change your bio. And then you're just like, you know what? I'm not even going to post it. I'm not even going to do it. It's so stupid. You got to keep everything on Instagram. Why wouldn't you do this? And I hate it too with, with, with YouTube. And you're like, oh, you can't, you can't monetize. So this, you can't get lost. Like it's hard to build audiences on things and make it easy on people. Like you're not that special, Zuckerberg. I get it. You can throw a spear and you can hit the target and all that stuff. But let people link. That's what we want. I agree with you, but these are the same people that won't let you mention a product in your product ad. Like I want less so. <laughs> I want less Hunger Game tryouts and more links. You know what I mean? Okay. I, you know, I've been saying that for years. <sighs> all right. What else are they testing over there on Facebook? A UI update bringing reels and rooms into the stories panel, which will bring them front and center from or ish, I guess, from an exposure standpoint. The update will give users the option to toggle between Facebook stories, Instagram reels, or any in progress rooms, whether those are audio or video, which is kind of cool. But buried at the end of this article too is the fact that it looks like the ability to create reels from Facebook is in the works too, not just Instagram. No. I know. That is a really dumb idea. <laughs> Why it's need- there. It's so stupid. It's there. Anyway, get excited about that. Okay, next no, up. I will not. <laughs> I'm trying to keep the good vibes going, but you're right. It's dumb. Next up from CNBC, Facebook closes above $1 trillion market cap for the first time. So let me just say that's a really expensive hat. Back to Instagram and things the platform is testing. This is according to The Verge. Instagram says reception to its suggested post feature has been so positive that it is launching a new test. This time, suggested posts will be mixed throughout your primary feed, sometimes ahead of posts, sometimes ahead of photos and videos from people that you follow. 
eh, like I don't have a personal issue with the suggestions I've received, but I want to seek them out. I don't like cats and sons of anarchy are not my real friends. I want to see my real friends in my oh, I feed. thought they were your friends. I wish. It should be at a certain point. Like if you scroll a certain point, like you said one time you finish Instagram or something. <laughs> Unfortunately, right? it was a dark time in my life. <laughs> yeah, at that time, like if you finish Instagram, give me the other stuff. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. For sure. I, I did it. I got to the end of I the internet. I see it on Facebook now. They suggest posts from groups you're not in. Gross. Yeah. Not in those groups for a reason. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. It does look like they're also working on controls around what types of content you could see, like topic-based controls, and then also just snoozing it completely. So at least they're giving you an option. But again, it's all a test, so we'll see. Next from TechCrunch, Discord acquires augmented reality startup Ubiquity 6. So guys, I think we should start brainstorming now the things that we can do for our friends over at community.marketingoclock.com. Maybe we get inside Caleb's head, like being John Malkovich style, or we just hang out in one of your eyeballs while you roll them, Shep. <laughs> See what that's like. What? <laughs> Have some AR experiences for our, our lovely listeners on Discord. Hang out in one of my eyeballs? That'd be fun. Like, not really. It's AR. You could do anything. Shepborg. <laughs> <laughs> Face stack or whatever you guys are saying earlier. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Music lovers rejoice. Snap has announced a new deal with UMG or the Universal Music Group to include their artist music into Snap's library, making it available for use, quote, in sounds, lenses, and more to make sharing a moment even more fun. OMG or oh my gosh. <laughs> just <laughs> UMG, oh my gosh. <laughs> I just feel like they should have been more excited. Like music inspires people and motivates them. They should just make things more fun. It's very boring. Okay, those are the same people that sit down at a concert. And you know who's not sitting down is TikTok. Mobile analytics company App Annie has released insights on app usage for Q2 of 2021. And according to them, TikTok leads YouTube in average time spent per month in the U.S. As of May 2021, the average U.S. user was spending 24.5 hours a month on the oh, TikTok app. no. That's a whole day. That's it's more entire, than a day. It is. A half hour more. Yeah. yeah. Half hour more. That's insane. Checks out. That's insane. <laughs> I just, I, have you guys heard of prison TikTok? It's the only thing on TikTok yeah. I've ever been quasi in. No, what is it? It's real prisoners. They're doing TikToks. They're using their Why are you phone. into it? Why not? You can't Matt see inside a prison. Some prisoners are bad people. <laughs> oh, for sure. I just want to know, A, how they're getting phones in there. And B, Sarah from our team was telling me all about it, that there was just this guy was TikToking and some guy that's been locked up forever in the back was like, what are you doing? Like, they don't understand it just the same as me. Prisoners are using cell phones to do that. Oh. Hey. It's the second time I said that joke and no one laughed the first time either. All right. Uh oh We got it both times. <laughs> Lastly here, if you are on LinkedIn, you might want to know that a LinkedIn breach reportedly exposed data of 92% of users, including inferred salaries. This is from 9to5Mac. And joke's on you, hacker person, because I haven't updated my details in years. So yeah. You can enjoy Seriously. 2014, just bud. Like, suckers. <laughs> like, still in college. <laughs> Would you like a loan? <laughs> no. And that brings us to our real life segment. Straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for working hard or hardly working. I ended up looking at some smart campaigns last week because I had a friend of a friend who just wanted me to look at their account and give them some recommendations. And it is truly so criminal. This is just a small business owner with no money to spend. What? No recommendations for like turning on conversion tracking or anything of the sort. 
But, you know, plenty to make your bid strategy maximize clicks and everything else you shouldn't be doing. It is so upsetting to actually look at it. And then you have to switch to expert mode from smart mode, but then you can't switch back to smart mode. So I couldn't take a recording of how the guy can switch to expert mode in his account. It's so bad and it just made me really mad. So smart campaigns or dumb campaigns, don't use them ever. And was that working hard or hardly working? Oh, <laughs> you couldn't tell it was hardly working. <laughs> <laughs> my camp, my accounts. We have one client that has a, a, a just a crazy demand D to C and is always out of inventory. And intern Chris is doing a fantastic job syncing Shopify via Supermetrics over to Data Studio to get like a full picture, and it's awesome. It's just awesome to be able to like just APIs are working hard this week for me because you can get that information throw conditional formatting on there and see like where we're out of stock where we need to spend less where we should not allocate funds and it's just fantastic so love to see it so i was just checking them out manually and i did not realize that you could select multiple cells in google sheets and right click and click open links and it'll open each one in a new tab like i was going through one by one and clicking them open you don't have to do that so time saver for sure thank you jess you're welcome now it's time for this week's WTH. Misguided. You're like, who does that? <laughs> Just get rid of it. I'm over it. Where we rant, rave, and roll our eyes about a trending digital marketing topic. What are we coming to? Honestly. See what had us asking. W-T-H. This week. Okay, Jess, remember what you said earlier about that expensive cap? <laughs> yes. Well, Facebook has one for you. Wow. This is an article from Gizmodo called Google Glass Was Ugly, But Facebook's AR Baseball Hat Might Actually Be Worse. These <laughs> article titles this week are so rude. Are you guys familiar with D.B. Cooper? Yeah. Doesn't this look like the amateur sketch of him? I'm not familiar with that. I didn't know he had glass on yeah. his hat. D.B. Cooper, the guy who jumped out of the airplane, nobody really knows who he is. He has the treasure. and he land- It's oh, in that yeah. movie without doesn't a hat. Oh, yeah, doesn't yeah. this look like the amateur sketch? He's got the hat and it the... Actually does. Now I have to look it up. Everyone needs to go to YouTube.marketingaclock and no, watch. It no, it does like not. He doesn't have a hat on or glasses. We found D.B. Cooper no. with really nice... Lip no. injections. No. <laughs> That's what he's been doing this whole time. The lips match a little. They do the not. lips do match. So Facebook filed a patent in so 2019. So jumped out of a plane right into Facebook HQ. Yeah. <laughs> That's I actually watched a fascinating HBO documentary about it. They you like would. know who it was. It was D.B. Cooper. Was some lady's uncle. It's always some lady's okay. uncle. <laughs> so Facebook filed a patent in 2019, and it was just published this week, but Facebook has this hat AR idea and they describe the design for its forward-thinking headgear as an alternative to traditional AR headsets and goggles which the company claims are sometimes thick heavy and unbalanced or generate excessive heat that is uncomfortable against the user's skin so a hat would be better I can attest to that a hat would be better They use a baseball hat to demonstrate the concept, but these could be used for a range of hat styles, including cowboy hats, visors, and of course, fedoras. Of course. The fedora is amazing. (laughs) I'd buy the fedora. I would. You'd look like a spy. Poke. Yeah. Jess would too. Jess, I feel like you would be a fedora person. Thank you. I can't believe I've never seen you in one. I don't know. I'm not a fedora person. I'm not a hat person. You're a backwards red Yankees hat kind of gal. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I am a Fred Durst kind of gal. No one else has one. (laughs) 
These hats are going to make it easier to position potentially hot electronics further away from someone's face, increasing overall comfort and wearability. Or you could just live in the real world and not have electronics on your face. Yeah, let's just add to the weird by popping a fedora on there while you're doing like all (laughs) weird stuff. I just think this is hilarious because it's like, if this is what it takes to come up with like real ideas, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like take a baseball cap, put AR under it, done. You know what I mean? It's like the other thing too, they missed the entire part where... You want it at your convenience. You don't care about the hot electronics by your face. Like people put, you have like AirPods in your ears, right? Or AirBuds, whatever they're called. <laughs> um, but you want, this would make sense to flip down when needed. You flip it, you're like walking through the street and then Terminator style, you're like flip it down and you're like, who is that person? I'm going to friend them on Facebook. That's terrifying. But, that is. And also it's not Terminator, it's. Um, Edward Scissorhands. Did yeah. you see the next screenshot yeah. of these gloves? Who's yeah, because those? they want you to connect other devices like phones, computers, or I don't know what haptic means. I'm not an AR person. It's, it's like it's feeling like vibration. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Haptic. Okay, I learned that today. So they want, and every single illustration in the article is what you need to look up. It's these people, they look like NFL players. They have like the crazy <laughs> neck muscles. Like, what are they doing in the gym? And it's just crazy looking, and everyone needs to go to YouTube. I don't understand how this reduces yeah. heat. You put on a hat and gloves to be this less hot. This reminds me of those like, those, like up your 80s neck. visors. You know what people would wear, like the, the hip-hop artists and stuff? It reminds me of that. No, I wasn't born yet. So anyway, I just hate kidding. it if you wanted to know. <laughs> wow, yeah, they all do have big traps. You're right. And now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. This week's Cool Tool is how to recover lost Android-based direct traffic in Google Analytics, a guide from Online Market Think. And it will help you take some of the mystery out of that giant bucket that is direct, which we all know is a bucket full of non-direct traffic that just can't be attributed, specifically for traffic from Android devices. So if you think that the juice might not be worth the squeeze, think again, because things like Quick Search, Facebook, or other commonly used apps on Android end up coming in as direct simply because they send referrer data via a different protocol than what GA uses to pick up. And I knew nothing about that. So if you don't either, the article does explain it in full and why you need this, as well as showing you how to get said referrer data out using custom dimensions and filters in GA with a little help from GTM. If you're intimidated, don't be. There's a great setup guide within this article. And the example results shared in the guide are astounding, up to a 30% impact on direct traffic. Obviously, yours may vary, but definitely worth checking out and possibly implementing for your own site. We will have the link in our newsletter and on Discord, so pick your poison. Thank you, Arnout Hellman's at Hellman's on Twitter for putting this together. Super awesome. Blew my mind. And now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed, we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. This week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from G Squared Interactive and Glenn Gabe 2019 Marketing Clock BFF of the Year. And he has an article called, Yes, Rich Snippets Can Be Impacted by Google's Broad Core Updates and Other Major Algorithm Updates. Here's what it looks like and why you should care. And Glenn does a great breakdown showing examples. Um, just There's videos as well from a lot of office hours that back up what he's talking about. He shows what gaining or losing rich snippets look like. Um, 
and it, there's just a fantastic amount of elements in there why quality matters for rich snippets and then just in general what you should expect if you have rich snippets so if you have a lot of rich snippets you should check it out to know what to do with major algo updates thank you glenn all right that does it for today's show it is now officially not marketing o'clock thanks for listening and we will see you next week thanks for listening to this week's marketing o'clock if you're looking for more information on today's topics head over to marketingoclock.com newsletter to receive every single article we covered we share the news as it breaks in our discord community head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join and we'll see you next week Welcome to this week's Shoot in the Heck. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the heck. And we have another draft for you today. So be sure to follow us on Spotify so you can vote for the winner. <laughs> today we will be drafting the best children's books. Can you define childrenship? Oh, no. <laughs> I was hoping to kind of skate by. Oh, interesting. There are these picture books. I'm... No. Well... You What's could, a picture book? Yeah. Not a novel. Not a 100-page-plus book. Okay, less than 100 pages. Final take. Harry so, Potter off my list. Babysitter's Club oh. in or out? <laughs> out. Good, I didn't have them on my Okay. <laughs> out on principle. <laughs> okay. And I, the Hardy Boys are gone, too. <laughs> we never start with you, so let's start with Greg. Where the Wild Things Are, because that is the mo- most iconic graphics and I loved it as a kid. There's no better imagery than where the wild things are, my first pick. Okay, and I will go next. And my pick is Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day, because I like to rewrite it for myself. Be like, Christine and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day, College Edition, or <laughs> Mom Edition, or whatever. You know, it's just a great book. Wow, I can't believe you burned a pick that early. Who's next? <gasps> Caleb, that that was a great pick. Caleb, you're next. All right. I have to just start off extremely strong with Go Dog Go, one of my all-time favorite books. It has dogs going about their day in cars. It's the easiest read ever. And it's so fun. It's so fun. (laughs) That book has, oh my God. You should have looked. Caleb, there's no plot. I promise you this. If you give a kid this book, they're occupied for two hours. You should I have, was at least growing up. Wow. You should have Go Dog Go into the basement and get those rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> or No Dog, no one wants that book on their roster. This is a good book. I'm telling it's you, give the- it to your kids. They'll love it. All right, Jess. Are we doing Serpentine? May yes. I pick two? Of course. Okay. Well, speaking of easy reads, I am going to start with my pick. I think the book is just called Moo. You gave oh! this to me. Move no. la, la, yes. la. That was I said nobody's gonna pick that. Oh no. It's the best book. It's the best book. I would have picked the number one. It's the best I book. I didn't think anybody ever read the uh, book. No, well you gave it to me oh, yeah, for uh, my baby shower. Why yes. did I do that? I don't know, but you did. And it is such a great book. The entire book is just using moo in different inflections until the end, spoiler alert, the plot thickens. But it I love it. It's fun to read out loud to my son and he loves it. He opens if the book, he's just like moo. It's a one year old, it's yes. the best. They do go along with it. Jess, great yes. pick. Thank you. I told you I'd win you over. I told you earlier, and I knew. I knew that that was how I was going to do it. And it's a like strong I'm just pick. Pick that last because it's the best one. Nobody's ever going to get it. Okay. No, I went first, and I get to go again. So I'm going to go after what I think maybe was on Caleb's list here: Amelia Bedelia. 
See, you know what? I didn't think of that, but that's a really that's a really good pick. It's good for people who like puns, which yes, is me. Yeah. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Okay, Caleb, I'm mad about that one. I hope I have enough left. <laughs> I go right? I have two? Yeah. Okay. No, you have one. Oh, okay. I have to go with Frog and Toad, our friends. It's such a beautiful just story. The series is great, beautiful art, and a really good message for the kiddos. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm yourself. Thank you. almost positive. At least most of the books in the series are under 100 pages. I will be picking a kindred spirit for me, Ms. Junie B. Jones. The B stands for Beatrice. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> I thought this was a picture book thing. It's a chapter book, but it's less than 100 <laughs> pages, and those are the guidelines that I set, and I make the rules. <laughs> if that was the case... It is 100% a kid's book. Wait, can I pick Matilda next? That's yeah, Judy, 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 Judy made me a book reader, okay? Is- are you there, God? It's me, Jess. Shep is breaking the rules. <laughs> Note this for the poll, people. <clears throat> All right, so I'll go next, and I'm going to go with um, Oh, the Places You'll Go, one, and then... Darn it. Good one. Because I think it's just positive overall. And then another one where it is called The Pout Pout Fish, <gasps> which is, is good another one. good one. Kids love it. It's great. It's a good message. Good message. Okay. My next book selection will be If You Give a Mouse a Cookie. It just <laughs> really, I feel like that's a book that like you read it as a kid and you don't understand until you're an adult. You know, where you do one thing and it turns into everything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. So it's just so relatable and it's great. I can't even feels. do that. That's a phenomenal pick. Okay, yeah. Caleb. Well, okay, I'm going to go with um, Don't Let the Pigeon Drive the Bus by Mo Williams. <laughs> it's like, oh, great. no. No. <laughs> Caleb, no. 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 What is wrong? No. You're joking, no. right, Greg? I hate the pigeon. <laughs> Thank you. I hate okay. You. Wait, you like read them? I know exactly why. I've never I read hate. them. Oh, they're awful, awful books. And then my kids make them. I'll bring in my kids' books. They make one. They're like, pigeon went to Target. Pigeon bought a hockey stick. Pigeon plays hockey. Pigeon wins. That's before it got corrupted. Terrible. They're uh, sponsored. Is so good. So wow. Good. Yeah, now they are. No, what my happened? kids make their own pigeon books. But no, there there are there actually okay. are a lot of. I, I, I dislike those books. So what happens when he drives a bus? Does he the just pitch is like, it? I want to drive a no, bus. He, he, he can't let him. That's bath. the whole point. No. Oh. You see, you got to read the book, Jess. All right, Jess, you got two because you're it's coming back to And Shep then you're the done. Final. Okay, so we only get four? Okay. Correct. We didn't lay those out. Okay, so Shep, this, um, I was going to do Mouse a Cookie, but the f- sequel is actually better, in my opinion, if, if you, you give a moose a muffin. Mm-hmm. And I want that. Oh. No, the mouse goes to the movies, doesn't he? And the moose doesn't. But so. the moose just wreaks havoc in the home, and I love it. Okay. Out so, out of context, this sounds so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know these books? Oh, if shoot. You skip to the end, sorry. Uh, so, I only get one more. <laughs> um, I am going to go with a classic in my life, just because I love it. I don't know if anyone knows it. Freckles Day Out. Nope. Anyone? Oh, the cat goes out for the day and he has a great time and then he comes home and the kid gets home from school and they pet and they cuddle. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely. And a strong list. What do you got? I think this is my last one, right? Yep. Yep. Okay, I'm going to go with a classic. At least for me, it was a classic. uh, The Busy Busy World of Richard Scarry. Great, really engaging, gorgeous art. It's from from the 60s, but it's it's such a great book. Like even now, I'd hang it up, you know? Yeah. 
Okay, and my final pick, if Greg is doing Horton Hears the Who, or sorry, oh, the places you go, I'm doing Horton Hears the Who. Good, have that. Have the Lorax. Yeah, person's a person, kind of person no I'm matter how lie. small. Yeah. The movie's the, like, the Lorax is awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> and if people actually listen to Lorax, we'd be in a better place, probably. Yep. Horton Hears the Who is good. Horton Hears the Who is a bad book, but a good movie. I'll, I'll die on that. I'm, I'm with Caleb. It's a terrible book. Terrible pick. All right, so my <laughs> final one is The Sneetches and Other Stories. Mm. Yeah, I, I love that's not Horton the Hears a Who. No, no. The Sneetches is fantastic, and it's it was between that oh. and the Lorax, and that's my second Doctor Seuss book. Wait, the Lorax sequel is better wow. than the Lorax? What? I didn't say that. No. What are you talking about? But nobody picked the Lorax, and you took the Lorax sequel, the Sneetches, right? The Sneetches is not a Lorax sequel. I thought they were introduced there. No, it's <laughs> the the star putting on machine and star taking off machine. It's good. Just people the Sneetches pe- were in one of the other big books. The Sneetches is the Sneetches and other stories. It's a mini story within another book that is junk. Okay, well you have to bring it in. Okay. Okay, so vote for me or whoever you want well, or well, me. Well, why don't yeah. you say your picks? Okay, um, I hope I remember. I had um I'm gonna go out of order. Junie B. Jones, Horton Hears a Who, If You Give a Mouse a Cookie, and Alexander and the Terrible No Good, Very Bad Day. I said that wrong. Life edition. Marketing a cock edition. <laughs> Greg, what did you pick? I picked first off Where the Wild Things Are. My second pick was Oh the Places You Go. My third pick, The Pout Pout Fish. And the fourth pick, Coming in Strong with Sylvester McMonkey McBean, is the Sneeches. You <laughs> might win. I and I like that. my stories. I don't know. Um, I had Moo, Amelia Bedelia. If you give a moose a muffin and freckles stay out. Okay, Can I we? had Go Dog Go, um, Frog and Toad are friends, Don't Let the Pigeon Drive the Bus, and The Busy Busy World of Richard Scary. So if kids for, could vote, I would win. Vote for me, Don't Let the Pigeon Drive the Bus, <laughs> and we'll see you next week. 